Manual Class. This is Eric Swenson. And you are listening to Field of Fire. How's it going, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of Field of Fire. Joining me, as you heard in the intro, is Eric Swinson. I'm super excited to have him on the podcast today. Uh, He has recently been doing some amazing work painting stuff for Privateer Press, and some of his recent projects are all starting to populate across the internet, and everybody's on the edge of their seat waiting for the next one like me. So I thought I would bring him on and let everyone get to know him a little bit better and talk to him uh, about what his passions are and what his hobbies are, and maybe he'll give us a painting tip or two if we're lucky. How you doing, Eric? I'm good. How are you? Another day in paradise. I can't complain. Um, I'm glad to have you on. And this, have you done any podcasts since starting painting for Privateer Press yet? Since painting for Privateer Press? No, I have not. Oh, I get to pop your Privateer Press cherry then. I guess so. Well, you know, after you've been on here, you're going to be a celebrity. People are going to be beating down your uh, social media door to have you on their podcast next. I hope so. I can't wait (laughs) to talk about more painting. Definitely. Uh, Well, hopefully they'll be as inspired by your paint jobs as I am. Um, Let's talk a little bit about what you do and who you are. So tell me about yourself. Uh, What's your background in gaming and painting and hobby stuff? Uh, So I've been painting. I've been playing miniatures games and painting for what year is it? 2021. I started in the what year mid, is it? <laughs> yeah, mid two thousands. But nice. I've been, I've been building models and for as you know since I was a young teenager. So very cool. What do you remember your first model? Uh, I think it was a. I think what was the name of it? It's the. It's the main. I think it's just Gundam Wing, right? The main. Oh, nice. Yeah. The main the first one. From, one. Yeah. So I think that was, I mean, it was maybe like a car, like a Corvette or something before that, but (laughs) that's the first one I really remember. Oh, yeah. My first was definitely like a a model car, but my first uh, miniatures game miniature was a D&D mini of a wizard, and he had a bone scythe, um, a scythe that had like a, a... spinal cord for the handle and then like a ha- uh, a head at the top with a scythe coming out of his mouth and big flowing robes and a big old beard and I painted it within like an hour and then immediately got back on the bus and found it went back to the model store and had to buy more I was like addicted yeah uh, I can remember let's see my first wargaming miniature was a plague marine nice and my first War Machine miniature was Striker 2. Ooh, a man of good taste. Okay. I like me some Striker 2. Are you a Signar player? I am. I have a, other than a handful of Warjacks, uh, was it Triumph and I think the Hurricane, I have every single model in Signar painted. Outstanding. Is uh, Signar your main faction? Are they your only faction? Uh, they're my, they're the, my love, you know, they're the one I always go back to. But I have, <laughs> I have um, Scorn, a decent sized Scorn army. I have a nice. little bit of Cricks, um, and a bunch of mercenary models. So um, I love Scorn, love Cricks. Mercenaries are all right. I've recently been abused by mercenaries a little too much. They can go somewhere off into mercenary land and drown on one of their boats for all I care. Actually, I didn't say that out loud. They're fine. Well, I really only own mercenaries that will work for Signar. Oh, Merknar player. Okay. Well, that's most of the good mercenaries anyways, right? They're the only ones I know, so they're the good ones, I guess. (laughs) 
Well, while we're getting to know you, uh, I think it's great to get to know the gamer side, and I think that it'll help us kind of develop that, you know, that gamer shop talk. So what are your top ten favorite Warcasters or Warlocks? You're going to make me name ten? Um... You don't have to. You can do five. But, I mean, (laughs) typically I'm like, five? I can give you, like, all right, the first five and one faction, and then I'm out. And you sound like you got a couple factions under your belt. Okay, I'll give you... I like, so we can go with Signar first. I like, mm-hmm. Striker 2 is my boy. I love, oh, well, yeah. Mark 2, Striker 2. You know, <laughs> could, was was my was my favorite. Um, Still amazing. Still amazing. Uh, who else do I like? In, I love Constance Blaze. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. She, she was honestly, like, before I got into War Machine, my my buddy actually is the one who got me into War Machine. Like finally dragged me away from 40k and <laughs> he made it. Uh, he did us all a solid. I wasn't like way too into it, and then I got into it like right when the Battle Engines came out, which Good was time. I don't remember what expansion book that was. It was the one before <laughs> Colossals. Um, yes, it but was. yeah, Const- Constance Blaze and the the big Walker thing came mm-hmm. out. The Stormstrider. Yeah, Stormstrider. Yep. And, and yes, yeah, so Constance Blaze is awesome. Uh, Kane 2. Oh, yeah. The Super Assassin, Gatecrasher Extraordinaire. And uh, probably probably Darius. Darius. Oh, I love me some Darius. Big old thick boy right there. Just Crane. The, the Crane is super fun. Actually, he's one that got legitimately better in mark three. Oh yeah absolutely he's he's way better in mark three um scorn i like look at that you got four out of signal already if this was a top five <laughs> scorn would have been limping in with one caster well you know darius probably are would get bumped down because <laughs> uh xerxes both i like one and two xerxes Same. two has like just a awesome model um I really enjoyed playing Xerxes 2 a lot as well. It's simple, aggressive, beautiful model to play, lots of fun. I, I love him. Yeah, he's fun to just put a bunch of huge models. It's way easier to paint an army when it's nothing but giant models. Um, I like Zal 2. It's really cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, let me think. Anybody else in... That's S seven. You only got three left. Alright. Uh alright, we'll go to Crix then. I like Scavarus is my favorite Crix caster. Ooh, okay. A little dark horsey, a little spicy. Um trying to think in who else I don't like I never like Terminus just because I hate the model. Uh, I agree. The model needs some love to be yeah, good. Yeah, he could use a little update. Um Let's go. Oh, man, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to just a, another random faction. I okay. like I like Rice and Saren a lot. I'm oh. just gonna go like oh. from a from a like that's my uh, roommate's faction is Legion. So I've painted a lot of Legion also. <laughs> oh man, I have and, too. Uh, um. I'll play them from time to time, and Rise and Saren are definitely my my two favorites. So that's like four casters right there, right? Yeah. You know, um, so before the podcast started, we were talking a little bit, and I accidentally slipped in the remove from play name drop um, because I totally forgot what podcast and what year. What year is this? Um, but I also did a podcast with Charles Aerosmith, same host from Remove and Play, called Blight Makes Right. And we did a whole YouTube series as well of us just talking about the faction. And boy, do I miss Legion. It's my home hordes faction. Yeah, they're they're really cool. I love all the um, just like a bunch of elf, evil elves, a bunch <laughs> of little weapon masters. The, uh, the Nis swordsmen are super fun. And uh, what's the name of the solo? The Nis Swordsman solo? Um, the one with Decapitate? 
Yeah, God, I can't think of his name either. He's like a he's like a weapon master with decapitate. You can bring mm-hmm. two of them, and it is hilarious to just kill a Jack in one hit. <laughs> it's I I don't care much for the super solos that have paper armor. I feel like they just get targeted and die. But boy, man, if you could deliver them, murder machines. It's you know I enjoy the risk reward. I also really like playing casters that are kind of. Uh, like dark horse casters nice. that you know or just playing goofy i like playing like just fun thematic lists oh me too me too i'm a minoth and an infernals player right now and both of them you know there's infernals don't leave you a lot of room for interpretation when it comes to creativity so you have to make all of it like fun and fluffy and some of that is also the fun painting like a lot of my infernals have lights in them and cool like fade jobs and stuff and so it feels thematic kind of like a or's hove deck from magic the gathering it just gives you that cinematic feel nice um, speaking of cinematic field, the reason I ended up, um, I don't want to say leaving War Machine because that's not right, but certainly playing um, less of it was because I started playing a lot more Monster Apocalypse. And that is a game near and dear to my heart, and you have been nailing these beautiful paint jobs for them. Do you play Monster Apocalypse? I have played a demo game, <laughs> and that is all the Monster I've played, so... Oh, Eric, we need to rectify that, buddy. If you have Tabletop Simulator, you and me, we can get together and I can show you the ropes. And it is so fun and interesting and exceptionally good for competitive play. It's very clean. And almost every game I play comes down to like a handful of health points. It's it's never one of those games where you feel like, dang, I just got absolutely shut out and I didn't know what to do. Like, it, it's, it's always a chip in a chair kind of feeling. So... Um, but you've been painting some amazing ones, so even if you haven't played a bunch, I bet you have some favorites that you've painted. So give me maybe top five favorite painted models from Monpok. Um, I like, so I don't know about painted, but some of my favorite sculpts, and I've yeah. gotten to paint a couple of them. Uh, the Legion of Mutates, both Cassander yeah. and Taharka, were super fun to paint. Um, I think they're both fantastic sculpts um let's see who else do i really like uh the uh what are their names the i like um the the one everybody was memeing Olga the Olgoth. <laughs> Olgoth, yes oh gang oh gang i love Olgoth. Olgoth is hilarious looking he's a really funny model um fun model to paint too uh i like the uh the the beetle guy zizorax yeah i love me some zizorax so jordan my buddy got to got to do zizorax before i started working on monpok stuff and i think i think uh globiculus or i'm probably saying that globicus is a super cool model I love Globicus too, and very fun to play, especially since the recent update for the dynamic update. They have been much more balanced and less toxic to the meta and very enjoyable to play. Wait, you mean the toxic waste monster was toxic towards the game? Yeah, it sure was for a long time. Um, It turns out being able to do three power attacks in a two monster game was just a little too strong. Oh. But yeah, those are those are probably my favorite. Oh, uh, the Mecha, um, MechaCon or CyberCon. Cybercon. He's super cool. Yeah, he's really cool. Nate Brooks uh, sculpted that guy, and he's awesome. CyberCon and TerraCon both recently got voted as the top two monsters from um, the game, number one from each of their independent agendas, and they'll be featured in a Monster Apocalypse Megaton mashup King of the Monster Apocalypse box coming up soon. And boy, that's going to be a ton of fun having two super dinos in a box. Yeah, he looks he's he's great. If he, I mean, what else? could possibly get you into the game besides two T-Rexes going at it. (laughs) Without a doubt. 
uh, I'm really excited for more of that to drop and for people to be able to talk about it. Um, one of my most recent favorites you just shared on Facebook, and my jaw hit the floor. You did Tyrannix and the glow effects. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Ah, thanks. Yeah, that was... Uh, I'll be honest, so, like, I... You know, every painter has doubts about their paint jobs, and right up until about two hours before I finished that model, I hated it. And then, like, finally, <laughs> it was, I was like, oh, this isn't work. The glow's not working. It doesn't look like he's... It's supposed to be like he's charging up his breath attack or whatever, so... Uh, it, like was not working at all, and then you know finally came together. So I'm happy. Uh, happy people like it, and I think it turned out pretty good. I absolutely love it. I think you nailed it. And not that the the most hilarious thing about your paint jobs is almost every time somebody pops into the thread and says, "Is this a digital render? Did somebody do this <laughs> on a computer?" And it's just – it's so hard to believe that there's – because they're so beautiful. The color is so crisp. And if, I feel like we're starting to uh, segue into a painting section here. So why don't we just dive right into it and talk about painting? And I think we could start with some of the amazing models you've done and talk about them because you've done some Monpoc models. You've done some – Riot Quest models, and you can talk about some of the ones you like the most and some of the highlights on it. And I would love for any feedback or tips or advice you want to give, you know, if you want to reference a model and say, hey, go online right now and go pull up, you know, Tubbin, right? And then look at the shading on Tubbin's chin. Like, I use these colors with this brush, and that's how you got Tubbin's beautiful little chin here. Like, beautiful little trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, we could talk about, uh, the, the, uh, the comment of, like, why I get the, is this a digital render so much real quick. Yeah, so, start there. So I get that a lot, I think, because I paint in, uh, what's called the, I would call it like an illustrative style. And I was, he I've been heavily influenced as a painter by, a Spanish painter named Alfonso Geraldes. He's one of the best painters in the world, and I look up to him a lot and happy to call him a friend now. But uh, yeah, he is a big influence on my painting. And he, he uh, if you're familiar with the old, are you familiar with Night Models? Yeah. So Night Models makes all the, uh, for those that don't know, make the Batman miniatures game before Atomic Mass Games made the Marvel game, they had their own Marvel game. Uh, but before all that, in the late 2000s, they did a line of 75 millimeter scale Marvel figures that, uh, you know, just for painting, but Alfonso worked on a lot of those and had a very uh, comic book come to life painting mm -hmm. style. Absolutely. So a lot of his paint jobs look like um, they almost look flat if you looked at, like they could be drawn on a page if you looked at them, you know, without knowing that it's a three-dimensional model. Uh, and it's this kind of a trick to it where you paint specifically the light and the shadow uh, in a way that works well from a, a specific direction. So because I'm painting box art for, you know, you're only ever going to see basically that model on the, bo the, the box that you buy the model in. And you see it from the one angle. So it tends to look, I paint the model to look best from that specific angle. And because of that, I can place, I can sometimes do tricks to make the model look better where maybe it wouldn't look as great if you turned it, you know, 30 degrees. So placing reflections <laughs> and things like that. So I think yeah. that's why I get that a lot. I see the second most uh, called for comment is show the 3D rotation, <laughs> show the 3D rotation. Uh, but I, I've seen the 3D rotation you po posted recently. Which one was that? Um, 
I think Morgoth I posted. Yeah. Of. And that one looked beautiful. So, like, uh, Morgoth, looking at it from that angle, it looked insane. But when you saw the 3D, you were like, no, this, this is beautiful. It's good. Good work. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's still meant to work, you know, as a from all directions. But things like the reflection in the eyeballs, mm-hmm. like those are painted on. It's not a glossy, you know, they're not a glossy surface. So the that little like the sun reflecting in his eyes isn't going to work as great from necessarily other directions. I think just to illustrate this, your next model, you should only paint one side of it. And then when people are like, show the 3D, you like show it. And it's like completely unpainted on the other side. I don't think Privateer Press would be very happy with me. (laughs) They still have to display it at conventions when those happen again. I'm sure you could paint the other side afterwards, but it would be a great troll for everybody who's just like, you know, when you look behind the curtains at the movie uh, theater somewhere and like, everything's just kind of held together through duct tape and safety pins. And you're like, this is why we don't look behind the screen. We should probably stop asking. Yeah. Nobody cares about the back. (laughs) You know, for the longest time, I used to tell people all the time that I paint my models to look best from the front because that's how my opponent is going to perceive them. And from the back, a model doesn't have to be flashy. Like I don't need its butt to look good. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you're playing scorn where everything charges backwards. (laughs) <laughs> this is true. That way they're always looking at you. That is interesting. How did that pay off as far as painting for smaller scale stuff? Because I really get it for Monpox stuff. It's huge and you have a lot of surface area to play with. But how does that take for doing something small like Riot Quest? Uh, I mean, it scales down, right? So a lot of the models, you know, you... You want to try and find an angle where you can get the, where I feel like it best represents what the model looks like in person. So a lot of times, some of the poses and things can look awkward. Um, my, The best example I can think of is, uh, what's the name of Denegra's Warjack? Her character Warjack? Uh, Nightmare. Uh, not Nightmare, I'm sorry. Um, he's very... Uh, he looks like he's breakdancing in the box art. The one with... He's got, like, shovel hands. <laughs> Baratham. Barathrum. Um, is he Scavarus's? So you're talking about Barathrum Terminus's character, Jack. Yes. So in the box art, he looks like he's kind of breakdancing. He's got, like, <laughs> like a you-just-got-served pose with, like, one-up arm, like, kind of with a wee- awkward lean. And honestly, I think, like, the model in hand looks amazing. Like, he's a super cool model, but the angle that they chose to take the photo, I don't think does that model any justice. So... <laughs> Interesting. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like finding before I even start a paint job for a box art, I'm rotating the model around and looking at it and trying to find what I think is the the optimal viewing angle to best represent the model. Do you have any tips or tricks to find that out for you? Is there like if you're someone else is trying to do this style, where is that perfect point of angle on a model? Um, I, You want to... So you don't want to, like, block details. Obviously, you want to see the face. The face is the most important thing. Um, Certain, uh, you want to make sure that certain things don't get lost in the depth of the model. So Barathrum, for example, has these rows of spikes on his shoulders and on his head. And he's got his two big tusks coming out of the front. Well, the way the photo is angled, and same with his claws, so it's, just terrible all around um (laughs) uh the the spikes are like aligned so you can't see that it's a row it kind of just looks like one big spike his tusks are sticking straight forward so there's no depth there and the i can really yeah and his hand is like just looks like a weird arrowhead instead of being able to see the actual shape of it so you're you're looking for the silhouette to try and find what looks best 
Galamax's uh, box art is kind of like this. I, for the longest time, could not figure out what was on his back. I was, like, looking at so many pictures on the Internet trying to figure out I'm going to paint him when he's on his way here. And finally, I get him and I put him together. I'm like, what are these? Oh, yeah. So he's, like... vents or something. Yeah, he's... And, for example, like, on him, you can't even see the second one. Like, it's completely blocked by his head. Uh, So maybe, in his case, a, like, a higher viewing angle would so you're slightly looking down on him so you could see both of those instead of from a low angle so like on uh tyrannics for example he's shot uh the photo is taken from a lower angle than usual so you can really see like the underside of his neck so you get that glow and you can see inside his mouth that's awesome so which riot quest models did you do uh, so I did four of the, well, I've done some previous ones like Dr. Stygius and uh, nice. uh, Scythe. Um, but the for the new Kickstarter, I did uh, uh, Karchev and Deathcheck. Woo! I did uh, Dolores, right? That's her name? Yep. Uh, I was calling her uh, Princess uh Princess Miniguns while painting. <laughs> <laughs> Princess uh, I like that. Uh, I painted Tubbin and I painted the Living Covenant. Nice. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to get the Living Covenant. That thing looks so sick. Yeah, he was uh, really. Is the model as sick as the as it looks? It is super cool. It is a really well done model. There's a lot of interesting little details on it. Um, I haven't shown the back of the model, but it's actually pretty interesting. There's a lot of like raised detail and more flames on the back of the the book that's awesome that's one we'll need a 3d rotation for for sure and uh yeah just the all the little chains and things he's he's really interesting he ends up coming out with a cool color scheme with the fire so yeah that's one i will instantly add to my army and even if i never used it which seems super unlikely I would own it just because it's a like a, a dude coming out of a book. Like that's just an awesome model. Yeah, he's very characterful, uh, which always makes for a more interesting model, I think. So if you could paint any model from the Privateer Press line, even if it's one that's already painted, and make it your paint job, which one would it be? If I could repaint any model, um, try to think. There's got to be. I'm I'm kind of known for doing non-metallic metal. Uh, so I'm yeah. trying to think of a trying to think of a model that would be pre- really cool. Probably uh, she's she, I'm, I'm I hate it. I painted um, Aurora two, the box set for Aurora mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. and this is before we had made the switch to doing non-metallic metal, and I did not <laughs> enjoy painting. Uh, what is the name of that faction? The uh, convergence of series con- convergence, the steal all your casters faction. <laughs> uh, so I think I would like to paint the mother, Iron Mother. I think she would be super fun to do in all not like shiny non metallic metal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there a model I think you would absolutely knock out of the park would be Omadeus. Um, he's got a lot of metal. He's got his big metal, uh, swinging, I don't flails, I guess you could call those his chest, his, uh, head. And then he's got the big flowing cloak. I think there's so much room there to play with bright colors and all kinds of non-metallics. And cause I have seen so many Omadeuses that it's like metallic armor, black cloak, Maybe a little color at the bottom. Done. Which one's this? How do you spell? How do you spell? Omadeus. <laughs> um, oh. I, you know, there's a. Uh, Is he convergence also? No. So he's an infernals caster. Oh, this. And um, not super familiar it is with them. O M O D A M O S. Omadeus. Oh, oh the the guy with the like two flails. Okay. Big O! Yeah, he's cool. Uh, honestly, I 
I really like the uh, the studio paint job on him. That may have been Jordan or Brendan. I can't remember who did that one. I know I know Jordan did a lot of the yeah he did the infernal stuff. I, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I've seen a lot of them out there who were very generic, and I'm always happy to see like really bright and stri- striking models. And you seem to have a knack for it. Um, Although I can't complain about mine, Tyson Knock did mine, and uh, he put LED lights and recast the bottom of it into red well, resin. Because, and, because of course he did. Because of course he did. Because <laughs> it's Tyson. Um, and yeah, then, I've like, been waiting. I've been. I'm. I'm excited to see what he does with the uh, the slaughterhouse. Like when too. I was painting, when I was painting it, I was like, man, I know Tyson's gonna go nuts with this thing. He did my gate. And he did both. Actually, he did all three of my casters. Um, did all of them in LEDs and pro painted them. Um, and he did. Well, let's see. What's the the church for Minoth? Um, their structure. God, the name is escaping me. I'm I'm, the, I'm such a terrible cathedral thing. I'm yeah. terrible with na- <laughs> with with names. I just call them what I. What I think they look like. <laughs> Big churchy thing. Yeah. The Minoth, the Minoth church. Uh, he cast the flames and um, cut out the windows. And then the big dome up the, at the top, he cast that in resin and then ran LEDs inside it. And so, and it, he also put like a flicker um, thing on it. So that way it looks like it's flickering flames and the lights reflecting off the dome. And it's sick. Uh, I should be mean. Uh, screw Tyson. <laughs> F that guy. He beat me in every single uh, Iron Painter event ever. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, but Tyson's awesome. I Super could never cool. paint against him, but that's definitely my homeboy. <laughs> yeah, I would be real mad, too, if I had to paint against Tyson. I'd be like, what is this? He's too fast, man. He's just too fast for me. Yeah, he's he's insane. He's he's a great painter. I was there the year I was at Lock and Load the year he did the uh, what was the name of Hungerford's little event where everybody had to paint a full army like in a and during like the con and then yeah I do remember it. that it was the year Convergence came out wasn't it it was the year um, Grimkin came out and he ah, painted yeah, he painted it. he assembled and painted a full Grimkin army at the con. Yep. Which is insane. As is as, as as par for Tyson. Yeah. Um, I made good friends with Jordan while he was studio painter there too, and um, jumped in on the Kickstarter that they did recently for um, the models that they're doing now. Who are some other model painters of note that you want to name drop, give some shout out to, let them get the love on the podcast here? Oh man, there's so many. Um. So there, I won't make a, you rank them, I swear. There's a oh please don't. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of Spanish guys that I'm that I uh, have all been super nice and are amazing. Um, most of them don't really paint a lot of. Well, a couple of them paint for like uh, they do the cool mini or not stuff like the Marvel. Nice. The Marvel. Uh, what was the name of that little game? The Chibi Marvel guys. Oh, Marvel yeah. United. So, um, Mark Masklens, he's amazing. Uh, like I said, like I said, Alfonso, super good. Uh, trying to think who else is awesome. Um, American guys, you got Chris Uri, Chris Schur. I've never know how to, I feel so bad. I've known Chris forever and I never know how to pronounce his last name, but I'm sure he gets it all the time. <laughs> uh, S-U-H-R-E. Chris Sir, he's amazing. He does, like, the coolest diorama bases. He he used to go to War Machine Weekend all the time. He did, like, the big um, Trollkin dioramas, if you've ever seen those. Like, the one of oh, the... Yeah. It's, like, all in the mountains, and it's, like, a the battle engine with all the, the Trollkin around it. It's nuts. But, yeah. Uh, there's so many others. I don't want to name too many names because I'll feel really bad for leaving people out. Yeah, Shout I out mean, all the I, previous studio painters. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, you mentioned some of your inspirations early. And I, too, have uh, people who, when I 
am looking for a color scheme or when I'm looking for like awesome armies, like I know who to like Google or even go to my friends list and be like, <laughs> Tyson, I'm going to stock your photos today. <laughs> like it. So I'm always curious. Sometimes you hear somebody and you're like, yeah, I like that person too. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of the painters I follow and stuff now are more, you know, they more individual model painters than war yeah. gamers. I mean, most of these guys all, you know, we all started wargaming, but kind of well, diverged for, in the hobby from playing games to being like, you know, I kind of just like painting these things. Totally. Um, and we can't get out of this section without shout out to Brush Wielders Union and all of them. It's dope what they do. Yeah, they're cool. So now that we've gotten through all of the crunchy bits of what you do and the things that you've painted, I like to end a cast with uh, just some fun what if questions uh they're not necessarily wargamer questions but they'll be like related to monpoc or war machine of some sort it's okay if you need to think about it there's no requirement to just jump right on the answer and um at the end obviously there's no right answer so um, one of my favorites to do when we did this with Lauren when we had her on the cast is I picked six characters from the Iron Kingdoms. You get to pick three to protect you, and the other three are going to come kill you, and you're going to have to choose. Are you ready? Sure. All right. So um, as a Signar player, there is no way I'm not going to put Kane 2 on the list, whether he's going to protect you or kill you. Either way, as a Signar player, you're you're gonna get some some better sleep at night knowing Kane Two's out there somewhere. Okay. So we got Kane Two. Um, as a Crix player, I'm gonna put Asphyxius on the list. Um, I would throw out Terminus, but you know we're gonna we're gonna put Asphyxius on the list for this one. Um, he's pretty hard to hide from because even in your nightmares, he's coming for you. Um, you're a Scorn player, so we're definitely going to put. Um, Master Tormentor Morgul on there because amazing assassin. And then let's go as a mercenary player. I think we're going to have to throw in some like, this is where we throw in our curveballs, right? So I'm going to put uh, Drake McBain just because, you know, he's probably going to be in giant robots to come kill you with. Um, we'll go into... Menoth, and we're going to pick Fiora, uh, especially Fiora 3. She's so angry. I don't know that anything will sate that anger until you're dead. Um, and then for our coup de grace here, our final blow. Um, you know, we were just talking about Omadeus, so let's throw big boy Omadeus in there because those giant flail mauls that he has will murder anything it touches. So... Who are your three to save you? The other three are going to try to kill you. Oh, man. So two of those, I have no idea what they do. <laughs> I have That's no right. Idea. I can fill you in. <laughs> I have no idea what Amadeus or Fiora 3 does. I can guess what Fiora 3 does. I assume it has something to do with fire. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she gets anger tokens, and as she gets anger tokens, um, she builds up the, her rage. And when she gets to a certain amount, she gets more focus. Her control area grows. Um, she's more terrifying. She's also a good efficiency caster. She's great with jacks and uh, very much a all-around A-tier just she can also kill a lot of things by herself, especially late game with lots of rage tokens on her. Omadeus, uh, very similarly, he has a big pulse feat that moves everything faster across the table, likes to have a big brick of war beasts, and generally hits like a Mack truck if he gets to you. He's a synergy caster as well, so um, the more murder, the more killy. All right. I feel like this is easy. Oh, this all right. So, obviously, I'm going to have Drake McBain on my side, because <laughs> his feet just makes me invincible. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> so, I'm guaranteed to live for at least one turn. <laughs> and that's the turn that matters, right? <laughs> uh, and then I'm putting Kane and Master Tormentor Morgul on my team, 
because the best defense is a good offense, and they can't kill me if their casters are dead. Well, what can you do with one turn? Kill all the things. Yeah, I'll just kill. If I kill them, they can't kill me. So, all right. easy enough. That would be a terrifying team. Master, Tormentor, Morgul, and Kane 2 team up to go kill Omodeus. They're like, you know what? We've had enough of your shit, Infernals. Yeah, just, you know, move through everything and shoot through everything and, you know, shadow fire some stuff. and Hinge hold scrolls, too. <laughs> Here we come. All right, so we're going to do the same thing with Monster Apocalypse here. You've painted some Monster Apocalypse, and I know that I have some Monster Apocalypse fans and listeners. So we're going to have, I'm going to let you pick three monsters to protect you, three monsters to come kill you. Oh, uh, all right. So I get three monsters to come kill me. Well, none of the monsters to come kill me are going to be... Uh, I don't want to go insane, so none of, <laughs> none of them are going to be the the Lords of Cthulhu. No Cthulhu. So Good choice. We can, we can scratch those out immediately. I don't even want to be around them um, to protect me. He said, I don't want to be a meat slave. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not interested. And it's just I feel like just looking at them, you'd go nuts. Yep, I think we have to, like, in the same category, probably throw Globicus out there and just say no Globicus. Yeah, I'm not interested in being anywhere in the vicinity of Globicus. It probably smells terrible. Yeah, I, I got that one's a gimme. Like, well, <laughs> it's too much collateral damage with that guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick uh, Dynastravis to to protect me. Okay. Because he's a giant bee wasp thing that's awesome yep and she's uh, hard to kill and she flies which is cool i could just fly away <laughs> just leave <laughs> just jump on her back and die <laughs> oh silver and away we go i'm just gonna leave uh and i'm gonna pick uh I'm, cybercon's supposed to be evil right but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with uh cybercon on my team because okay. he's cool. Well, you is evil, too, so you know, you, you, you're having destroyers protect you. I can see where you're coming from. You must be the okay. evil mastermind. Alright, alright. And then we're going to go with... Uh, we're going to continue with the flying theme, and I'm going to take uh, the UFO. Oh, okay. I'm going just, to just hang out in my UFO. Just go to space. <laughs> and just go to space. On the Ares mothership. And then what's the... What's the uh, let me think of three three monsters that can't fly after me. <laughs> well, at that point, Globicus is a non-issue because he's not. Yeah, going he anywhere. still smells bad though. I'm gonna uh, go with the, I'm gonna go with the ones that drill through the ground. <laughs> <laughs> go with the multi-ballish too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got Blaster Cutter and we got uh, Hammer Clack. So, uh, but there are a number of pedestrians. I mean, Gorgadratron and Gorgadra. Any of the uh, ones from. Oh, what are they called? Um, the Zircola block. They're all pedestrians. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Zerex can come after me because maybe he'll suplex uh, Cybercon like while I'm flying away, and it'll just look really cool. <laughs> just for my entertainment, I'm yeah. gonna leave Cybercon to die. They can spill another one. <laughs> He's a robot, right? This is is a life model decoy. Just one just giant beetle just suplex a robot. I mean, you don't get cooler than that. That's pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. Okay. So um, I think that brings us around full circle, about 45 minutes. Uh, I want to plug the Kickstarter here. We do have the next Wintertime Wasteland Kickstarter coming up. So please go back that. I know I'm going to back that. Everybody that's cool is going to go back that. If you want to be one of the cool kids, do. And by that, I mean Frozen Solid. Go get Wintertime Wasteland. Um, Chili con carnage. Yes, Chili con carnage. Do you want to pump that up? You want to you spoil that out of here a little bit? <laughs> you want me to do a better Chili, chili con carnage? <laughs> dope so yes uh, don't forget to vote in the chili and carnage chaos that's going on and um it's just oh, i'm gonna plug i'm gonna plug just vote for death jack 
just vote for uh, everybody. Just vote for Carjack and Death Jack. I worked really hard on that. Make them win. <laughs> yeah, Carjack for the win. Um, I also want to go ahead and let you plug all of your social media. So, Eric, where's a good place for people to reach out to you or follow you at? Just follow me on Instagram. That's the best place. That's where I post all my stuff. So. Follow me on Instagram at Eric, E-R-I-K underscore Swenson, S-W-I-N-S-O-N. You heard it here. Eric underscore Swenson on Instagram. Great place to go follow him. Lots of beautiful models there. Um, And you are going to see a lot of his stuff pop up on the War Machine pages, on the Monster Apocalypse pages. So as you see it, give it a like, give it a love, share it. comment because i want to continue to see all of these beautiful models uh on the box art on the shelves and i think it inspires other people to want to paint their models too when i see beautiful models i think man i want all my models to be painted up now and so more yeah nothing nothing happy nothing makes me happier than seeing getting people inspired to paint so paint it up tag me on on groups if you want me to if you want my feedback or something feel free to tag me on you know celebrity audience there but yeah i'm gonna start tagging you on random stuff i'm gonna be like what's this color brown eric don't ask me like stop tagging me in poop pictures emmanuel (laughs) don't tag me in memes don't tag me in uh and asking me what color that you should paint your models like <laughs> <laughs> i'm not, not going to answer color scheme i'm not going to give you your color scheme you got to come up with that one on your own yep, but yep. i will give you feedback on your selected i'll tell you your selected colors are terrible <laughs> you heard it here first your selected <laughs> colors are terrible just put that on the playback reel every time you're like um so does tan and green when i mix them together and make breen is that a, is that a good color you just replay that yeah <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we're gonna segue away from the breen here and uh moving right along also don't forget uh follow field of fire stuff you heard it in the intro we've got a new intro song it's only part of the intro i actually had a dj make a baby metal style song for me and one of the voice actors from the monpoc radio show is going to do the um j-pop style uh singing for me and that'll come over time and i'm also going to get a custom outro made after that uh so just bear with me in the meantime while you get the uh half finished awesome baby metal song that the dj played (laughs) um and don't forget to follow Field of Fire on Facebook and on Twitter. I basically I retweet a lot of the Privateer Press stuff, but if someone tags or interacts with me, I usually am quick to interact back. The same thing for Facebook. Uh, the Field of Fire Facebook, if you message it, if you uh, respond or jump on any of the posts, I get back to you basically instantly. I'll go in there and like it. I'll tell you, hey, here's my answer to it. And I love it. We have a great community. Uh, the Facebook group uh, is almost over 700 people now. So we are growing every day. Um, I've written a bunch of Monpoc insiders recently. If you go back and you just search Insider, Insider Archive Privateer Press and Google, uh, the most recent one is me. Uh, I did a uh, quick how-to guide for newer players i called them theme decks it's basically here's a easy to build list that you can build off of if you want to play more competitively here's some cool tricks within that some synergy that is um, a little bit more complex than the basic beginner game and then uh, i did it for both agendas destroyers and protectors and give people somewhere to jump off from if they want to move on from the cardboard boxes that, you know, come with the starter kit. Um, So for someone like yourself, Eric, it's a great place to go. (laughs) Um, I'll have to go read that. But uh, keep an eye on there because I'm going to continue to do more theme decks. I'm going to continue to point out more synergies. They're going to get more complex and hopefully let... uh, our booming new 
group because we've had a very awesome core community in Monpoc. But in the last six months, it has seen exponential growth and has continued to grow at a rate that is like I've heard people go, wait, what's Monpoc? And then a month later, it's like, oh, we've tripled in a uh, number of people in the community. It's it's insane. So come join us and participate and have a good time. Same thing for Riot Quest. That community is awesome. Always po- posting painted models and cool stuff. Uh, join in the fun and we'll interact with you. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast having you on. Uh, anything you want to say on your way out? Any parting shots? Uh, paint all your minis. Stop playing with Gray plastic. (laughs) I love it. Stop playing with gray plastic. We can just mic drop on that. Say it one more time for me, Eric. Paint your dang minis. Paint your dang minis. (laughs) And let's roll that outro music.